0: Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. Just this week, uh, we've got a brand new product that's just come out, and I've just listened to it uh, twice now uh, since I've talked to you last week. It's it's with uh, Esther uh, Hicks, and it's um, The Teachings of Abraham, and it's a three-hour conversation that that I had uh, about a year ago, uh, in Anaheim, California. And they've audiotaped it and videotaped it. And also we turned it into a book and, um, the entire conversation between uh, this woman who's been, uh, Esther, who has been, uh, Channeling the the teachings of Abraham oh, since the night since about 1985, and I've been a, a big fan of it. And Louise, of course, Louise Hay is a huge fan of uh, of Abraham, and and I've known Esther and I knew Jerry before he passed on very well, and um, and we decided to you know in fact uh, they asked Abraham if they would be willing to do a conversation with me, um, so I I just put down all of the important questions that I would want to ask somebody uh, who was channeling uh, you know. <clears throat> Who's, who's channeling ghosts from the other side? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you this, ask? This what do you ask a ghost? Uh, and I kind, of, kind of laugh about it, but I think this is uh, truly, I think it, uh, that Abraham is offering the most profound teachings when I wrote The Power of Intention uh, about 10 or 12 years ago. Um, I was very, very powerfully influenced by the teachings of, uh, of Abraham, which are really about the law of attraction and putting your attention on what it is that you want and not focusing on the things that aren't working and uh, and so on. And I must say, I mean, some of this was very, very personal, I talked to, uh, in there about my relationship to my father and, and, and asking questions about will someone be there when, when we pass on and so on. And um, she just took me to task. I don't know if you've, if you've seen that. that the program yet? Uh, no, Diane, I just started but, uh, reading the book, but I wanted to ask you what was the most uh, profound or powerful thing that that they answered most, for but you, the, the question. The, 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 the most, the, the, the most significant thing that I think I got out of this, and 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 it really has helped me a lot, is. Um, you know, when I wrote I Can See Clearly Now, um, I would have a, a section at the end of each story that I would tell on there about different phases of my life and circumstances and people that had showed up and so on. And I would say that it was obviously at that moment, <clears throat> there was uh, some kind of divine guidance that was available to me. Um, and that it allowed me to make the turn from going one direction to make my turn, uh, like a right turn or an about face or whatever in my life. And um, what she said, what the, what, what, what the Abraham said through Esther uh, on there was that uh, divine guidance is always available to you it's not a question of uh, you know did some synchronistic event just take place and that, that, that this invisible intelligence that is in all things suddenly just wake up and say oh now we've got to give Wayne Dyer a little boost over here or help him over there that it's not like that at all that it's always there and the question is just about How aligned you are, and whether or not you're really reaching for the, uh, the the highest, what they call the high flying disc, and the other thing is that uh, you know at the end of the program I talked about GMO and you know you know how passionate I am about the food supply and what is happening in our in our to the food, and I think it's really a danger to um, you know to humanity uh, on this planet and its survival, this idea that you know companies can patent seeds and then uh, and, and keep people from growing food and put pesticides in it and so on. And I talked a lot about that, and she really took me down with it. And it's like you've got to put your attention on what it is that you want and what you would like to create rather than on all the things that are wrong. And I kept almost wanting to argue with and And I've been listening to Abraham for, uh, <clears throat> well, probably 25 years. And um, I've never heard Abraham, I've never heard Esther slip in any way. Uh, <clears throat> you know, perhaps just offer a different piece of advice. It doesn't matter whether it's Wayne Dyer asking or, or anybody else. Um, they really gave it to me, you know, you know, very firmly. And it made me really look at the other, the other important lesson that I think I got in listening to this uh, is that um, you know that when we have when we have a thought About something and if we're at if we feel in our heart that we're absolutely right you know and uh, and maybe it's about a conflict you're having in a relationship or you know some people maybe at work or whatever and and you're thinking about how angry it makes you that uh, you know this person is behaving in that way and so on and even if you're absolutely a hundred percent guaranteed to be right if the thought that you are having is going to uh, to make you feel bad, make you feel worse. Um, then you you want to abandon that thought just because you're right doesn't make it. It's just the question. As I've often said, is you know whether when you have a choice to be right or to be happy, uh, you know, pick the happy thought or pick the kind thought. And um, it, it was like really reinforced in there that uh, you know. Don't use your inner world, your, your your thinking capacity, to be focused on all of the things that are going on in your life that you don't like, that aren't working. Uh, no matter what it is, no matter how right you may think you are, and that if you start she calls it uh, being on what she calls this high-flying disc, which is like if you just pick a thought that makes you feel better, even if, uh, even if the thought isn't uh, one that's consistent with how you want to be angry about it, but if it's going to just make you feel better, and then what happens is you build up sort of a, almost like a, a bank account, a, a momentum of thoughts inside of you when you start getting used to having more positive thoughts about anything in your life um... that what you do is you create something called momentum and you you it's like you accumulate one thought and then you accumulate a second one and then a third one and before you know it it becomes your natural way of being and then you get the momentum and then it becomes automatic so it's really getting in charge of of uh... this whole thinking apparatus and 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 learning to feel in such a way that you're uh, consist- consistent with your, with your source, with our source of being, which is always one of love and kindness. And, and I ask questions in there about what happens when we leave our bodies, and uh, and uh, are there, you know, do, do people retain their ability to, to communicate with people who are still on this earth plane, and so on. And the answers were just so profound and and, and brilliant. And uh, I said, what I did uh, yesterday, um, Sunday. Uh, was I, I? I got eight copies of the uh, videotape and eight copies of the uh, CD, uh, which is three CDs. And um, I put the, each of them in a priority envelope, and I wrote a letter to each of my eight children, and I said to them, "This is something that I have done that I am perhaps more proud of than anything that I've ever uh, put out there, and it isn't even wisdom from me. It's just this divine. I'm so." I'm just so excited to be a part of something that I think can be very, very instrumental in changing people. And everyone I've heard talk to that has listened to this thing has said the same thing that how, how deeply moving it is. So I sent the, I sent that package to each of my kids and I wrote the, a letter in there. And I said, this year for Christmas, this is, this is a Christmas gift that I'm going to give you. And, um, I would like you to either listen or watch, um, uh, and then write me just a letter. Uh, just telling me your reaction and what impacted you the most, and, uh, and what you got out of it. And when I receive your letter, then I <laughs> a little bribery going on here. Then I will write a uh, a wonderful, generous check to uh, to help you with your Christmas <laughs> prosperity. <laughs> so get reading. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I won't. But I won't be. Ri- I won't be uh, sending that check until I get a letter from you telling me what you know what the impact of this is. Because I really believe for each of my children, my children range in age from 47 down to 25. Um, that I think, uh, what Abraham teaches in this program called co-creating at its best will be, I think, uh, something that will benefit them for the rest of their life if they can listen to it. And I've got it in my car now and I'm going to listen to it again before I talk to you next week. And every time I listen to it, there's just some, something that Abraham says. The interesting thing is I called Esther, um, After I listened to it, uh, and I, I talked to her on her cell phone and she was so sick the night that we did this, Esther, um, we had dinner together and she was sniffling and she just had sort of like a flu and she's, and I don't know if you remember, this was a year ago. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was in November, um. I had such a bad neck issue that even during the break, I had to go lie down and put a brace on my neck and lay down. So both of us were not physically up at uh, at 100%, and yet during the entire time, you would never know that. I mean, it just comes out... Abraham just came s- s- through so clearly. She said it never matters what's going on with Esther. Ab- Abraham just uh, comes in and takes over, and was and was probably as profound a, a three-hour uh, experience as I've ever had in my life. So, if you guys are out there thinking about getting something for, for the holidays, for. Um, you know, f- for people that you really like to see make an impact. It's called co-creating at its best, and you can either get it in DVD, CD, or, or the book, which will be out in about another 10 days. And uh, I've got them all sitting here in front of me and- Their information just... is so fascinating. And and if you've never seen, I've seen Esther, um, you know, channel, <laughs> I hate to say mm-hmm. that, but it, it's so amazing to watch her do it. You, you know, to, so to right. see it's a... the, the actual process. A- and there's ne- there's never um, there's never been a time when um, there's anything inconsistent there, you know. They uh, Abraham is considered a collection, uh, of you know of of divine intelligence that uh, is, is speaking through uh, Esther on the other side, and she, they always refer to themselves in the uh, in the plural, you know, we. Um, uh, and it's like in all the years that I've heard this. The message is always consistently the same, about uh, you know aligning ourselves with our source, putting our attention on what it is that we want to manifest and create for ourselves, uh, building up a, a, a storehouse of of, uh, of, of of momentum inside of us where it becomes automatic, and recognizing that divine guidance is not just something that's available to some and not to others; it's always there. The question is. Uh, you know when the student is ready it's when the student is ready so i had a question teachers, though on appear. on that so when you said you were talking with them about monsanto and gmos and i mm. i know you really feel passionate about that and gun control and and issues right. like that so are they saying that how do you how can you become a change agent if you by putting by putting your attention on what it is it's like what ramdas you said to me many many years ago my friend ramdas um when I talk, when we were talking about hunger and all of that, and 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 he said something to me at a dinner. He said, "You know, hunger is a part of the perfection of the universe," and I said, "Ramdas, how can you say that? How can that be part of the perfect? You know, the people starving to death." He said, "Wayne, and so is your desire to end it." he said a part of the perfection of the universe put your attention on what it is that you want and what you want to create rather than on what is wrong and what you don't like because when you're if you if you become what you think about if your thoughts are the of are the currency that you use to create whatever world that you want to have in your in your life and your thoughts are on what you don't like on what's missing on what's wrong on what other people are thinking even on what is, you know, just the, the situation as it is, if your thoughts are just on that, then you will align, because it's all vibration, it's all energy, you will align with the universal subconscious mind, which is God, or Source, or Divine Mind, or the Tao, or, or Krishna, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the Tao that can be named is not the Tao. If, uh, it, that it will align with whatever it is that you are putting out there. It's called the law of attraction. And you will attract more of what you don't want. And more of what is missing. And what, so when I said to her, but 99% of the papayas on, Mau- on Maui are, uh, are GMO'd or genetically modified and genetically engineered. And I don't want to open a papaya that doesn't have any seeds in it. And Monsanto owns the seeds to it. She said, then find the 1% and put your attention on that instead of constantly you know using using our minds and we use them all the time instead of to focus and and you know my my teacher abraham maslow said many many years ago that a self actualized person is someone who never puts into their imagination anything that they do not want to manifest they just don't go around thinking about what's wrong or what they don't like or what other people think they should be doing or even what is if it's evil or if it's wrong they put their attention their mental focus the currency of their lives on what it is that they want to on what it is that they would like to create and from a place of love and to stay there and ultimately you become an agent of change not by focusing on the things that are wrong. It's like that you've heard me give this quote many times over the years of, of Mother Teresa when she was asked in 1967 if she would uh, mark if she would go out if she would participate in a march against the war in Vietnam and her response was a reflection of what Abraham is saying here she said no I will march when you have a march for peace but I will not march against, against the war because I don't want to put my attention on on war I want to put my attention on peace and um it's it's just a great great and simple lesson, but it reminded me of, of so and the, the way that Abraham did it with me and this conversation that we had and I tried to get every question out that anybody would ever want to ask of uh, of someone who was channeling information from the you know from from the infinite consciousness or from the other realm or whatever you want to call that uh, and I'm just so so proud of this I hope it does very 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 well. Um, because I think it could, it could really be a huge agent for change. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.